0: Hello, and welcome to episode 238 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. A warm welcome to Jacob W. to The Modern Manager community. I am super duper excited to let you know that The Modern Manager membership has gotten a major facelift. It is now significantly easier to access all the resources available to help you maximize what you are learning on this podcast. Go to themodernmanager.com slash join to learn more about the resources available with each membership level. Today's guest is David Wood. After life as a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies, David built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching. He believes the tough conversations we avoid are our doorways to confidence, success, and even love in both work and life. David coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executives, and teams, and even prison inmates to amazing results and connection, one conversation at a time. David and I talk about the lessons in his book, Mouse in the Room. He explains the concept, shares some of the common mice we experience, and how to raise these small issues so that we can have meaningful conversations and build stronger connections. Now here's the conversation.
1: You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer stewart
0: Thank you so much for joining me today, David. I'm super excited to talk with you. I've heard about the phrase or the idea of the elephant in the room, but when I saw your book, The Mouse in the Room, I was super intrigued. So I'm really excited to have you here and to get to dive into this topic.
1: Well, thank you. And I was glad that you said before we hit record that you had read the book It made me feel closer to you. It's like, because I spent two years on that thing and it's like, oh, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, yes. I love reading and I love reading books by guests I'm going to interview because I feel like we can have just a better conversation if I have a, a good grounding or at least a yeah. sense of what it is that you're, you're thinking about. So I love the book, but instead of me talking about all the things I've learned, why don't you start by just explaining what is this idea about the mouse in the room?
1: Mm. I, I'm going to say something I haven't said before. I think life is a journey of self-discovery. Uh, or at least it should be. Mm. And I grew up how I grew up. We all did. And we've got our parents' influence and society's influence. And unfortunately, I think what tends to happen is we learn that certain emotions are not good. Certain things are not good. If I get angry, I'm going to get in trouble. So anger is not okay. Sometimes even if you're crying, you got in trouble. And you've got people with authority in charge of you. Parents have a lot of power and then you go to work and people there have got a lot of power and then police have a lot of power. So we learn to say the things that are going to get us ahead or get us what we think we want, get us love, get us success, get us clients, get us money. And we learn to hide the things that we think aren't going to work. And this is survival and there's nothing wrong with it. But the problem is it disconnects us. And we don't even often know it because we're just living in our world. This is our matrix. This is just how I do things. But over time, we learn more and more to hide. And then we're presenting a front to the world and maybe not even aware that that's what we're doing. We think we're being real. And the, and I would suggest that there are moments when we are revealed and and particularly the easy ones. Oh, I'm so excited for you. They got that promotion. That's easy. but. I feel really disappointed that you didn't show up for the coaching session this morning because I was really excited for it. I I had a session with my coach and she she canceled via email. I didn't know. And I was like ready and pumped and ready to go. But things like that are harder to share. Or I don't like it when you're late. I feel disrespected. So I've, I've been blessed with discovering personal growth. At the age of 17, I went to a Rotary Youth Leadership Award event and discovered like what it was like to truly connect with people and be revealed. And then I I didn't do anything else for 10 years. And then someone suggested I do the Landmark Forum, which was a course that I didn't want to do because they smiled too much and they all wore (laughs) name tags. And I'm like, this is, this just can't be real. I don't trust this. But thank God I did it. And they cracked me open. And over the years, I keep finding teachers and finding my way to a deeper level of truth where I can find a way to artfully name what's happening for me. Hey, this is what's going on. I just thought of an example from today. I've been feeling like like combative with a producer who wants me to fly to Atlanta and do another scene for a film. It's felt like I've got to really struggle to get what I want and half of me wants to just walk away and not, not be involved. And when I did some work on it and found his humanity and found my compassion for him, I realized, you know what I'm going to call him after this call. I'm going to give him a call, and I'll probably get voicemail and just say, I'm just checking in to say hi. I, I understand you and my manager are sorting stuff out. I'm glad about it. and I want to let you know travel's really stressful for me. So I, I hope you guys can find a way that 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 can be less stressful and I can just feel good about coming and doing some great work to let him know that mouse. Otherwise, he might think I'm just being a jerk because I'm i standing my ground with, for example, I want to handle my own flights. I don't want him handling it. It didn't work out last time, so I want to do it, and it's a deal breaker. But if I don't share that mouse to let him know where I'm coming from, then it's going to go very, very differently. So anyway, long answer to, I wrote this book because I always wanted to share this idea of speaking more truth, but I didn't have the metaphor. And and it wasn't until someone came into a course one day and said, you've got to name the thing. You've just got to name the thing. And we looked at her like she was crazy. Like, Say more, use your words. She said, you've got to name the thing, whatever's there, whatever's happening in the room. Maybe everyone's looking really tired in this meeting, or maybe you're feeling upset, or whatever it is that's going on, you have to name it and you may not even have to fix it. There's just power in naming it. Then maybe you move on. Like with my coach this morning, I said, I just want to name the impact so that I can be more known and more seen and and it's okay. And this is what happened. And I was so excited. I said, that's a book right there. And a year later, I. I thought, what do we have that's close to that? What what expression do we have that's closest to sharing our personal experience? And I thought, well, it's really about the elephant in the room. We know about that. If you see an elephant, if there's an elephant in the room, we should have obviously address it. Let's say I showed up here without a without any without a shirt on. <laughs> that's weird, right? And you'll be thinking, why is he doing that? It's just weird. So you got to name it, but I realize what I'm talking about is much more subtle. It may be not an elephant, because you may not be aware of it. An elephant we're both aware of. Everyone's aware of it. It's huge. But what about the subtle things that we're feeling? Our desires, our tolerations, our curiosities. These are our confessions. They might be they might be big mice or small mice, but these are mice. So don't just address the elephant in the room, but I want us all to be able to discover our own mice in the room. And then it's up to you if you decide to share it. I hope you will. I hope you'll follow the the three-step process in the book, the 3D process, and work out if it's something to be named and then if you are feeling courageous, go and name that mouse and take a risk because we need leaders. We need heroes to lead the way.
0: Oh my gosh, you just said so many exciting things here. So first is I want to kind of tease out what you framed as the difference between the elephant in the room as something that Everybody kind of knows it's it's kind of hovering all around us. We can't we can't not see it and yet we're kind of scared to address it, which is why it's kind of this big elephant. But that these mice are actually things that we see or maybe we feel and we're not even necessarily so conscious of, but they are ours and we don't know if anybody else is noticing them. And so so it's up to us to decide do I want to share this thing that I'm feeling, experiencing, noticing or not? And then the power in just naming it, that it doesn't have to be, I'm sharing this and then something has to happen. It can just be, I want to share this because just in the naming, just in you now knowing this thing that I'm also knowing or experiencing can be helpful. And that is profound.
1: Yeah. I had a teacher, David Cates, who would say, we're like billiard balls. People are like billiard balls. We're bouncing off each other instead of really connecting. And look, if you've ever gone to a course, like a personal growth course or a yoga retreat or something, you may find deeper levels of connection. Over time with people and if there are exercises to be a little more vulnerable, if you've ever gone to an AA meeting and people are sharing vulnerably at Landmark, when I went there, people are like opening their heart. It can feel wonderful. It's like, oh, wow, look what's going on. But we often need courses to do that for us. And that's great. Keep doing those things. Go and do all of them. It's wonderful. I want... I saw I want myself and my clients and everyone else to be able to do that at a deeper level in their life as well. And you can, you can take that course and you can bring it into your life. You can bring it into your workplace. You can bring it to your team. You can model this and just say, hey, I just want to name a mouse. Have you guys heard that expression? Oh, it's like an elephant in the room, but it's way smaller. I just want to name a mouse. I am tired. I did not sleep last night and I'm feeling a little grumpy and that may show. And I just, I don't have to do anything about it. I just want to name it so I can let it go and move on. Sometimes if you're a speaker, you get up on stage and you're feeling really nervous. I often tell my clients, you can name that. You don't have to hide that. You can come in connection with the audience by saying something like, all right, I get pretty nervous speaking in front of a crowd and I'm okay with that. You guys are pretty scary. Would you? And I find a deep breath really helps me connect. Would you all take a deep breath with me? And then we all take a deep breath. <sighs> and then we drop in together. You can use, and people can relate to that. They're like, oh, I I understand. I'd be nervous too. So there are ways to do it. What you don't want to do is say it in a way that the other person feels, it feels like they got to rescue you. Like, oh my God, I'm terrified. I don't know how this speech is going to go and I hope I don't screw it up. But you like, we don't need to do that. And we don't need to go to a, into a boardroom and say, we're going off a cliff. I don't know what's going to happen. The company's going under. I don't have a plan. Like, we're not going to do that. You do that with your coach, with your best friend, with your therapist. And then you go and you artfully name it using the 3D process. You might say something like, some of you may be feeling some fear in this environment. I don't blame you. The economy is not looking good. We don't have all the solutions yet, and sometimes I feel at fear as well. But we will find our way. We've got the beginnings of a plan, and together we'll work it out. Right? You can. There are ways to do it. And then, yes, that was a long way of saying you come into connection. That's the point of all this: deeper connection with what's real.
0: Mm, beautiful. So let's talk about these. Well, before we get to the 3Ds, which I want to make sure we get to, let's actually talk about the different kinds of mice because I've heard you name some that are how I'm feeling in this moment. I've heard you name some about how maybe you're assuming or interpreting how somebody else might feel. But there are a wide variety of different mice that could be scurrying around. So can you just fill us in on a couple of the other types of mice?
1: Yeah, thank you. It was fun writing the book and working out... What are some categories? Let's give people some categories to hang their hat on. Well, you just alluded to an important one that I wanna wanted, I wanted double click on, and that's a storytelling mouse. So we don't usually live and operate like, oh, I've got viewpoints and stories about the world. I believe this is a chair. I believe I'm talking to somebody across the country. We don't operate like that. We believe like this is real. And that unfortunately extends to human beings that person is a jerk, that's where we get in trouble. You don't have to examine normally that this is a chair, but when it comes to assumptions about people, we get in trouble. And so storytelling mouse is a category of mouse where it's like, I realize I'm I'm assuming you want to take advantage of me, and now I'm realizing it might be possible that just things are chaotic for you and you you're not really good with detail. And it's an accident that this is happening like that, you know, and I want to check in and see if any of that's true, or maybe it's something else. So anytime you've got a viewpoint about someone else, they're late because of this, or they're disrespecting me or whatever, anything, it's good to come back to I statements and realize, oh, that's why this whole book, Mouse in the Room, is about I and me, even when you think it's about someone else. No, it's about I'm feeling disrespected. I've got a story that you don't care. And I realise now, maybe that's not true. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you do. But can I, can I find out? So that's one big category of mouse, storytelling mice. We're doing it all the time. Another category is desire mice. What do you want? What do you want for your, for your life, for, your, for yourself? What do you want at work? What do you want from your clients? These are all desires. And we sometimes tamp them down and squash them and like, oh, can't ask for too much. I can't want too much. Let's at least acknowledge them to ourselves. Begin, right? So that's a desire mouse. And then we got toleration mice. What are you putting up with? And I'm not going to name all the mice. You're going to have to get the book to get all of them. (laughs) But what are you putting up with? I'm putting up with right now a a messy room, which you can't see right now. So, So I've written that on my task list to, to handle that. And so th- that's a toleration. I was tolerating the flights being messed up on the last gig multiple times. Now I wanna handle that, I'm speaking up. Hey, that doesn't work for me, and this is why. It's stressful, so this is a deal breaker. If you're handling flights, I'm not coming. And then one other mouse I wanna name is, I realized in writing this book that every single mouse tells us something about ourselves every mouse. It's all about us. The beginning of the book, first chapter, it says, while you may have found this book in the self-improvement section, this is not a book about improving yourself. It's a book about knowing yourself and then sharing yourself. So every mouse you come up with is also a mirror mouse. Mm. And some mice are only mirror mice. They're just realizations. I had a Huge mirror mouse. This morning, I was doing emotional freedom technique and tapping on the Chinese meridian points in the body, and and working on some personal stuff. And I had an insight that when I get bothered by doors banging out in the corridor, because I've moved from the country to an apartment building, I think, and I didn't know this before, I think that I'm worried someone's angry mm. because if a door is slammed, when I was growing up, maybe. I'm in trouble. And then there was stomping of feet on down the hallway and the door would be flung open. And so if I hear a door bang, I think I, maybe I'm in trouble or maybe there's danger because people are not being conscious. Mm. And that was wild. That was so cool. And then, then it just came into my, from out of nowhere, it came, I heard a door close and it came into my brain. That's a fact. That's all that is. That's a fact. That's just information. So I guess I had some storytelling mice I didn't even know about. So mirror mice are huge. And my hope, as you read through the book, listeners, is that you will, if you you choose to do the exercises, or even if you don't, that you will discover things about yourself as you realize your tolerations, as you realize your desires, and as you go and share those with others, that no matter what happens with the other person or with your team at work, that you are learning and you are discovering mirror mice and you're getting, oh, I have a desire for us to be closer as a team. I have a desire for us to share more of the truth. I have a desire for us to double productivity. I, ha- I have this, so I don't like it when that happens. Like you at least will be coming more and more aware and then secondarily, you may choose to share that in the world.
0: Yeah, it goes back to just naming it, right? That even naming it for ourselves, is powerful. And then yeah. we get into the power of naming it with others. So let's actually shift into that 3D step process that you identified so that we can figure out what do we do once we've identified a mouse? How do we know if we should share it and then how do we share it in a way that doesn't scare people off or you know, make them feel defensive or create this awkward ex- experience because yeah. that that's a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a great worksheet and and it's a free download on the website. So even if you don't want to get the book, you can download this worksheet, print off 10 or 20, and just have it ready and use it. Use it for something you're not sure how to communicate. Use it for a design mouse. Yeah, The first, there are three Ds in the 3D process. And the first D is discover. So the first D is actually working out what the mice are. For example, when I had, I offered a podcast host once a coaching session as a, as a gift, I said, I'm happy to help you with that. And he didn't show up for the mm-hmm. session. And I, I had feelings. I didn't know what they were. And this is very common. Brene Brown says that most Americans can identify three separate types of feelings. And there are some other people that can identify 30. Hmm. So I didn't. If you if you're like me and you grew, I, I'm a, a man who grew up in Australia, and I just didn't have a lot of awareness. So all I knew was I didn't like it. <laughs> That's all I knew, but I didn't know what was going on. So I did the discover process and just on the form, and I wrote out what's going on. I don't feel respected. I I don't feel like he values my time. And then what he, what he did is he wrote to me. I wrote and said what happened. He said, "Oh my bad, I've used." your booking link to reschedule the call. That really got me. And again, I didn't know why. But when I filled in the form, it was, he's assuming that I'm willing to do this again. And I don't know that it's not going to happen again. How do I know he's going to show up for the next one? And I, I didn't feel like that was a sincere apology. And so I just realized, I realized I don't want to do this call right now. And I'd like to get to a place where I can. So there's a desire mouse. I'd like to get to a place where I can. And this is so important Mm. that we create the upside, because when you're communicating, and well, I'll get to that in the D. So we discover, and I worked all that out, and then the next D is decide. So you've discovered what the mice are, the next D, the, the worksheet will help you decide if this is a mouse worth naming. And that's a pretty simple process. The mind will already produce what might go badly. But it's good to write it down because you may not be clear. Like, why am I worried about, I just know I don't want to have this conversation, <laughs> but why? Oh, I'm what? so what could go wrong? He might get upset with me. He might attack me. He might get angry with me. He might tell people in the industry, this guy is so sensitive. He's oversensitive and he's a real jerk or whatever. This is where my mind goes. I tend to catastrophize. So I write that down. And then what's the upside? And this is where we fall short by default. I think the ego's job is to show us all the bad stuff that can happen so we don't step off a cliff. But it, it's often secondary to think, well, what good could happen? Well, we could get more connected. He might, oh, wow, I just started applying this to the, to the film in Atlanta. He might learn something about this. We might have a great coaching session. And, and, and really have a great relationship out of this. And I get to be a piece because I've spoken up. Never forget that one. That's huge. I get to at least have spoken up, which some people call dignity, just Mm -hmm. simple dignity, like my voice matters. That's all. As you, as we said at the beginning, name it. There's so much power in naming it. So I worked all that out. And then there's a checkbox. I am willing to accept the possible negative consequences because of the positive, possible positive consequences. I'm willing. And if you're not, then that's where you know you can stop it. You've worked it out for yourself. You've got it. You're done. But if you're willing, then you go to the next step, which is disarm. I'm going to switch my accent mm. now and, and do an American accent. So disarm, because people don't know what disarm. What's that? <laughs> disarm the person. You don't want to just come in with, I got a text once from a friend who said, I'm pissed. We need to talk. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, We're not going to come in with blame. Firstly, what we're going to do in the disarm phase, and you can have this worksheet in front of you when you go to the person, when you go to your team meeting, you can have it in front of you and say, I wrote some notes. I want to make sure I got this right. I want to make sure I didn't forget anything. You don't have to like try and like get all this stuff done off the top of your head. If you haven't practiced it for 20 years, you can have a cheat sheet. So, the first one of the first steps is to get consent. Hey, I'd like to name something that has been that I've been thinking about, and the reason I want to name it is because I I, I want to feel closer to you, or I, I want our team to be produce. I think our team could be t- producing any more. I think we could be having more fun in these meetings. Whatever it is, just share the upside. I want to name it because of this, so that the person knows you have positive intent. Mm-hmm. So important. You just come and say, we need to talk. I'm going to assume I'm in trouble right? I'm on the defensive straight away. No. Hey, I noticed I want to talk about something because of this. And if you're concerned about something, you can mention that too. If you want, it's optional. You can say, I was hesitant because I didn't want you to feel like, I, like I'm like i judging you, or I didn't want you to feel awkward about it, or I didn't want you to be mad at me, but I decided I, I am going to bring it up because of the positive thing. I say, oh, okay. Now the person knows maybe that it's a little vulnerable for you. They know where you're coming from you come up to me like that, I'll be like, oh, okay. I understand that you got a positive intent and that you maybe it, it's an edge for you. You can say, this is a bit of an edge for me to say this. I'm not, it's normally something i just go away and not say. And then if they say, you might, even, and you might just say, is now a good time? Mm-hmm. That's a great way of getting consent and checking if now's good, because they might have a lot of stuff going on. And if they'd rather talk at three o'clock this afternoon, that's good information. Okay, great. I'll come back at three. Or let's have a, let's have a we'll have a quick zoom. I think 15 minutes will be plenty. And thanks. Right? So you be positive about it and then you get to share it using as many I statements as possible. I, when this happened, I felt like this. Or I noticed I have a desire for this and I'm a bit nervous to ask for it because maybe you'll think it's too much and yet something I like. You can say yes or no, but this is what I want. And then here's a pro tip at the end of at the end of that, check in for their mice. Mm-hmm. Don't just, yeah, so is that good? Can we do that? Okay, great. Thanks. That's a start. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Even if you don't get what you wanted, thank you for hearing me. That's a win, right? Just to be heard. Okay, you, you, you disagree. You're not going to do it. All right. I've spoken up. When I'm on the plane and people are, are, are bumping my seat from behind, it drives me nuts. <laughs> but if I speak up, When I first sit down and just say, hey, can I ask you a favor? I I get nervous flying and the the bumping the seat makes it harder. If you could just put some extra attention on not bumping the seat, I'd be really grateful. And I know mistakes happen. Every single person, the last 20 people have been like, oh yeah, yeah, you got it. I'm like, thank you so much. Then I'm relaxed. Even if they bump my seat, I don't care because I've spoken up. I've named it and you get it or you don't get it. But the person knows. I think it's I think it's a crime. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I think it's a crime to not give people the necessary information. And this probably comes of years of keeping things tamped down. But if you don't give them the information, they can't make an informed decision. But if yes. you say, "This is what's going on and this is what I'd like, whatever, they can choose. If they choose no, Maybe I want a second round of trying to enroll the person. Maybe not, but the speaking up matters.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. You have to give people the information that they need so that they can make an informed decision. Just so, so insightful. I wish we could keep going, but we are out of time. So David, can you tell us about a great manager that you worked for and what made this person such a
1: fantastic boss? Yeah, thank you. And when when you mentioned that question earlier, I thought of, a manager and i thought of a couple of teachers and it's probably the same thing that has me remember them fondly max gilbert was my first manager when i was an intern really at a at a big consulting firm and he was he was patient and he was caring and he would sit down with me and and take the time he never belittled me he's a very very generous man And I realize now the two teachers that popped into my head, Mr. Jins and Mr. Bagley, I think they cared for me. They honestly cared for me and they thought I was awesome. Mm. So there's a theme that's been popping up recently for me is the concept of compassion. And we've heard about it and heard about it and heard about it like it's a good thing to have compassion. But I'm finding as an antidote to stress, as an antidote to being combative. If I can find my way to compassion for this person or my team or whatever, everything shifts. The whole landscape shifts. I start to become curious. I feel more connected to them. My tension drops out of my body. And I imagine that this is what Max Gilbert and, and those teachers were practicing unconsciously. as So just feeling it, we can practice it consciously. We can just say, all right, how can I find the best? in this person? How can I assume the best? Can I feel my heart with this person? It just might only take you 30 seconds and then it's like everything shifts and you can come at it from a different, a different energy.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. And where can people learn more about you, get a copy of your book, all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. I've created a link for, for listeners, that is not publicly available, but if you listen to this show, you can find it. I'll give you the link and tell you what's, what's on it. The link is focus.ceo, which is, I, I got the CEO, not the dot com, focus.ceo forward slash gift. And what I put on that page, if you've listened this far, is a video on how to achieve twice as much in half the time. So a lot of my clients just, they want more money and they want to work less it's like all right great we'll start there we don't end there but start there so it's a great video on how to do that there's a link to mouse in the room on that page or you can Google it it's available on Amazon but there's a link to that that to that to the mouse in the room website and on that website is the free download so at focus.co forward slash gift click on mouse in the room and then look top left it's not it's not obvious people being like oh where is it top left of the mouse in the room site is that free download. And the other thing that I have on that page is if you're interested in coaching, if you want support for your for your business or your career and your life, and that's important. I don't just do one and leave the other. We work on everything. There's a link where you can request a 15 minute session with me. And I don't charge for that. If you qualify for the session and to qualify, you've just got to be serious about getting some support and considering coaching and you're already successful in many areas. If that's you, I'm happy to spend 15 minutes and maybe we work together long-term, maybe we don't, but I consider it time well-spent if I can give you the beginnings of a plan and at least point you in the right direction and we'll work out if coaching's a fit. That's all at forward slash gift. And I want to give out my email address if there, if you have a question, if there's any way I can help you. A lot of things on my website are, are free. I send out a couple of videos every every week. And my email address, if you want to reach me directly, is david at And I'd be happy to, happy to help you.
0: Oh my gosh. So generous. Thank you so much, David. I loved your book. I love getting to chat with you today. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: It's my pleasure. I'm glad to meet you. As I told you earlier, my energy went up just being on the phone with you. So great to meet you.
0: David is providing a personalized gift basket, including a 15-minute double your revenue strategy call for qualifying businesses, the online double your revenue replay, a cheat sheet, and the mouse in the room mini book. This incredible guest bonus is available to patron members of the Modern Manager community, and that includes everyone who is also in the Skills Accelerator. To become a member and get this and many other amazing guest bonuses, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. All the links are in the show notes, and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. And find that at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com.
1: You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamiekscom slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.